This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2006. We're pretty sure. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, the day two here at the Macworld Expo. All and that buzz you hear behind us is, is indeed the Mac show floor. Fanatics. Mac fanatics all around us. And I'm sitting here with an IBM ThinkPad. How embarrassing. Um, I'm very excited to report that, as those of you in the audience can see, we have somewhere to sit today. So we don't have to do that awkward hunching over thing that we were doing yesterday over the microphones, which caused me to yell out that I was uncomfortable in the middle of yesterday's podcast with no context for anyone who is not standing right here. <laughs> You'll notice that CNET stock is down yesterday after all the massage uh, costs that it took <laughs> to get the kink out of your neck. That's right. It took a while. Believe me. So we're back. I have been mulling over two things, actually. I oh, wanna... Veronica, too. Veronica's still out. Yes, Sorry. Veronica is still out. She's still sick. Poor thing. She's doing a lot better today, though, and we have our fingers crossed for tomorrow. So yep. we'll see. Two observations that I have made so far um, regarding Macworld. One of the pedestrian variety. It's great to come to Macworld and see women because we were just at CES and there were no women. Now, the downside of that is that there's a line in the bathroom, unlike uh, at CES. I know. See, I get very you spoiled. You have the cultural advantage at CES. Working in the tech world because I never have to wait to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, Macworld is a, is a much more user-focused conference than CES. CES is Definitely. very inside baseball. And not that Macworld doesn't have its inside baseball Well, Ma- CES element. has no users, I think, but right? Yeah, CES. Well, I think they open it up to locals. And then there's the thing. There's a few things like CNET's backstage crew and stuff like right. that. It's very small. That is true. And then the other thing, I've been mulling over the keynote a little bit more since yesterday, and I've decided that MacBook Pro is a bad name. Yeah, you got a woot. I said it. It is. You got a woot from fact, the audience. I can't stop calling it MacBook. Do you think it and should come in one of those little styrofoam packages? Other people that'd might a, say it. That'd be fantastic. And then if they ever do like a 17-inch version, it'll be super-sized. Yeah. MacBook. Side of fries. I'm totally going to get sued. I don't, I just, what do you think it should be called? Su- PowerBook. But it doesn't have a PowerPC in PowerBook, it anymore. So what? PowerBook was called PowerBook before that, I think. Right? Because they had the PowerBook 545. When they had the RISC B, chip and the, the original yeah. Macs did not have PowerPCs. It was right. a different right. architecture, right? It was the okay. Motorola. Good chip point. C. Point so power does not refer to power PC. So they could still call it PowerBook. It's a better name. It's a cooler name. PowerBook is a cool name. We'll forward that on. MacBook is not a cool name. They'll and then take what that if they want to do like an iBook style MacBook? Are they going to call it MacIbook? MacGyver book. MacGyver book. <laughs> you have to assemble it yourself. PowerBook is a cooler name. With chewing gum and a string. I am disappointed in the name. All right. New version of iTunes Maybe out today. Maybe not the machine, just the name. Uh, new version of iTunes out today. 6.02. And we got an email from Blades, who uh, thanks us for the great podcast. Thank you, Blades. And read on Boing Boing that <laughs> iTunes like uh, actually reports what you're listening to back to Apple, the new version. Is yes. this true? Well, went and downloaded it and uh, took a look. There's also a posting on Slashdot about this. And basically, the latest update adds something called the mini store at the bottom of the window. So when I'm in my playlist and I click on ABBA, were I to listen to ABBA... <laughs> A bunch of ABBA totally songs does. would come up in the mini store. Uh, and, and the only way they could do this is if it's sending something back to the iTunes music store that says, hey, you just clicked on ABBA. Right. So it's, it's not, not tracking all of your songs. It's just tracking what you click on and then sending that information back to the music store so that it can populate the right. mini store that's in your main view. It's kind of like, I guess, the Google advanced 
tools where it sends back a little bit of data about what you search for so that it can refine its overall searches. The difference, I guess, is that Google asks. Well, another thing... At uh, least when you install the toolbar, it does. In the, uh, in the article, of the guy, one of the bloggers who found this out said that when you hide the mini store, which you, you have an option to get, at, get rid of it, because it is kind of annoying to have it up there all the time yeah, in I your playlist. Yeah, I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, when you hide the mini store, it stopped, that behavior stops. Oh. So if you want to protect your privacy, hide the mini store. But the thing is, they also, didn't tell anybody that this data is being collected and sent. So some that's people are my myth problem. Yeah, because like, they didn't change the privacy policy or honestly, anything like that. Honestly, I don't care. If they're tracking what songs I click on in the store and then serving oh, I, me songs I might like. I mean, yeah. I, there are a million products out there that attempt to do that. I don't care at all. In fact, I use Last.fm, which actually does collect every song I listen to and report it to a website that's right. publicly viewable. It just doesn't look that good when you don't tell anybody that you're going to start doing it. I think so it's then an they oversight. have to discover it, and they discover it on the web, and then everybody gets all mad. And, and everyone not, is all you know, mad And, right and then now. it's a yeah. way bigger deal than it needs to be because, really, it's not that big a deal. Anyway. Also, there's some security bugs in iTunes, uh, according to the register. And I believe this is also in the new version of QuickTime that comes with 6.02. Yes. And it's mostly notable because it is a cross-platform flaw. So watch out. Oh, Sorry, so Windows. it's Windows XP and OS X. Yeah, Windows 2000, Windows XP, and OS X. So... There you go. Download the new one. But the, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. There were, there were bu- I'm sorry. I misspoke. There were bugs in the old version. If you if you upgrade to the new version, right. then it patches them. Yeah, no, that's So a, the yes. new version doesn't have So the get bugs. the new version. Do what you want with the mini store. Me? Bring it on. I love it. Uh, what else do we have? You can. This was big news I saw on MSNBC today. You can dual boot Windows on the new Macs. Now, a lot of people were wondering why nobody talked to. about Virtual PC yesterday. They talked a lot about right. Microsoft Office, but not Virtual PC. Maybe this is now why. Because you don't need it. Because you can just boot into to Windows. Yes. thing is, with Virtual PC, you can run your Windows programs while you're still in the OS X environment. Yeah, which is actually Whereas easier a, than dual booting. With a booting. dual boot, you can't. You have to but boot one or the other. Bill Schiller said yesterday here at the show in an interview that the company won't sell or support Windows itself. But it also hasn't done anything to preclude people from loading Windows onto the machines themselves. At Phil is Apple's Although he acknowledged that it's probably going to be pretty hard. <laughs> uh, it won't be that hard. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't, it'll I be mean, hard for the Anybody who's user, set up a dual boot is yeah, going to be able to figure to, out how to do it. If you know how to dual boot Linux and Windows, you should be able to do this. And it's not a surprise. You should be able to run Linux on the, You could have a triple boot. You could run Linux, OS X, and Windows if you were so inclined. Right. Which, Aaron, we had an email from Aaron asking that exact thing. So that answers your question. And the, you know Go what the real crazy. question is? Are you is anybody going to be able to take OS ten for in, the the one that's compiled for Intel, the new version, right. and run it on a on and a ThinkPad like, or a something Dell like or that? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody will figure it out. Yes. And then there'll be a war. Maybe one of you. They will try to or stop one it. of you. No, he's not. Oh, he, <laughs> he said it's already been done. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard rumors of that too, but I haven't seen an actual implementation out of it. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody's already send doing us it pictures. Yeah. Um. More iPod rumors. Is iPod going to get a built-in iTrip The rumors eventually? just don't stop. They don't. Steve Jobs goes and has a keynote. I know. And the rumors just, like, <laughs> especially because there wasn't a big iPod announcement. Yeah. They just, they, the rumor mongers can't get enough. They're like, no, but there's going to be. But we need uh, iPod news. There, there's a patent for the FM tuner, and the next iPod's going to have iTrip built inside. We'll see. Is I don't think that would be. That they got? Yeah, it's yeah. a patent application. Describes a method, apparatus, and system that wirelessly plays iPod audio files over an FM radio receiver, such as a car radio. That would be a, a fantastic. I think that would be a great feature. To, to stick I say, in there. do it. You know what? The next version of iPod's probably going to do have, it as a fifty dollars accessory. Well, you know what? The next version's going to have the the tuner and the remote control yep. packaged with it, 
And then it's going to, maybe it'll have that uh, FM broadcaster packaged in there, too. That would be sweet. And it will apparently be eight pounds. And eight pounds, yeah. according to the keynote yesterday. I love the picture that they put up with the guy with the suitcase size iPod. All right. Hilarious. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little about Google Video and some other Google news and uh, a little unfortunate incident involving Steven Spielberg and region codes in just a sec. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. And, and we're look, back. We're back. The magic Wasn't of radio. Wasn't that easy? And you guys don't have to listen to the ad. <laughs> you, see, you, you just took joy in saying that all week last week I at love CES. It. I love it. I love that, <laughs> that there are people listening to the podcast while it's happening and they don't have to hear the ad. Not that the ad is so annoying, but it's just kind of a nice little bonus for coming out to see us. All right. At the CES uh, keynote last week, Google made a big deal about the fact that they're going to sell videos. They're going to be playable on the iPod as well as other uh, music video players. And uh, they had all of these these deals lined up with right. CBS and, and then they old instantly content got and NBA. Because none of it was available that right. day. And then stealthily yesterday, paid Google videos started showing up in the regular Google video uh, storefront. Right. They didn't redesign it. All they did was add a drop-down menu so you can browse. Well, and it was so but weird because if you no went big, there you know, a couple times kind of, yesterday, did you show yeah. me this? So he, so Tom had gone there at one point in the day and seen some paid videos that had prices, and then he comes into my office to show me, and it's five minutes later, and then they already have the drop-down that says like browse the paid videos. It was such a weird, yeah, just rollout. a slow Google's rolling. Weird. But now you can buy old I Love Lucy and Deep Space Nine episodes and yes. past NBA basketball games. But it's kind of hard. I mean, for Google especially, it's kind of hard to navigate. I think it's hard. to. I, I know. I think it's really kind of just weird, confusing, and hard to navigate. I didn't find... I mean, Tom knows. I've been having this internal dilemma forever because I have the old iPod mini. It's old. I love it. I'm ready to upgrade. I got super excited about the Creative Zen Vision M. As I got super excited about the iPod video, I've been like this, like this, like this, like this. And so far, iTunes is what's winning the war for iPod video. Yeah. Because that, all that content is not as easy to uncover for the Zen Vision. And Google Video is nowhere near as simple as iTunes. Well, and if you just consider Google and iTunes, an iPod will play the iTunes video and the Google video. Will the Zen Vision play the iTunes video? I think not. I don't know. It will, it will definitely play the Google H256 video. If it's in that H.264 or whatever. H.264. H.264. <laughs> if it's in that one thing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I don't think so. So, yeah, it's so, nudging you right. back that way. Look at is that. It, what about BitTorrent? The iPod is a more You cannot download AVIs compa- and play them on the iPod, though. I can't? No, you can't. Well, All you, right. Unless you dual boot Linux on your iPod. Thus, the iPod video continues to win the war. I'll keep you posted. But if I get it, this is just a tip. I'm going to get it from colorwarepc.com. Uh, which is where you go to get your iPod painted. And they use, like, car paint. So you can order a new iPod from them in any color you want, and they do combinations where you can get the color and then the wheel a different color. So you're going to get black with flames since it's car paint? <laughs> Just get kind of racing stripes? <laughs> tempting. And, yeah. Very tempting. No, they have a nice plum that I like with a pink plum. wheel. Anyway, very cool. And they use this car paint, which involves a clear lacquer that goes over the screen, and so it helps protect the screen because I've seen some pretty scratched-up iPod videos already i got to go back and, and buy something off Google and play Maybe it on Maybe you could get it painted it in, like. in clear. Should I buy I Love Lucy or Deep Space Nine? Audience survey. <laughs> Neither. They're like, Everyone's no, like, you can come up with something better no, than dude, that. No, dude, seriously. Night huh? Rider. Oh, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Totally. Um, in other Google news, 
uh, related to the video search. Yeah, Motley, Motley Fool, Fool getting a little dramatic with their headline. They are. This is so dramatic. They say AOL betrays Google. You because will apparently me, AOL is going to stick with and build out their own video search even after signing the billion dollar agreement with Google. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, okay. I, I have a of feeling they are. that AOL's deal to buy Trivio was already in the works before the AOL Google thing got done. And AOL was like, hey, we bought this company. We're going to use them. Yeah, we're not going to blow it. I mean, Google, what, owns 5%, I think? It's a small stake. Yeah, it's 5%. So it's not like AOL is going to stop pursuing money-making opportunities, right? Just because they have a deal with Google? Yeah, I, I, I think it's overreacting. Of course, I mean, and if anything, you should be glad that AOL isn't affecting Google as much as Google will affect AOL, which I think is what's going to happen. Yes, although we have talked about the effect on Google of AOL with them kind of adding more graphical ads and giving but AOL they have, videos no, they said they're not going to do that. They're only going to do that on the AOL side. They we'll clarified see. that. Did shortly they clarify after that. it? Yeah, or Google did that email out. that we got from no, a user clarify Google, it? Google came out and said, and there was a link in that email. All right. I well, guys still got the email. <laughs> okay, you can show me later. Um, other analysts are saying that Google's the Google Pack, which was announced at CES, which was kind of a package of their existing software, which we had kind of pegged as maybe the precursor to their sort of web-based computing environment, uh-huh. um, is lame. Well, you know what? I think this is a, a case. Ragtag package. This is a case stuff. of people building up rumors and saying, "Oh, they're going to come out with the software pack, and maybe it'll be this, maybe it'll be that." Right. And it'll then be an integrated software. When the real suite, thing blah, blah, comes blah. along, and it's exactly what they intended it to be, everybody gets upset because right. the, the rumors didn't prove to be true. But, but frankly, it's fine. It's all of the the Google software available in one install. What's wrong with that? But it's other software too. Like I guess it involves Real Player. Oh yeah, they pack in Firefox. Yeah. They, so they, one analyst said Real Player Player is not many people's favorite. Ooh. No, it's not. That is a little such as mine. Not my favorite. Uh, Steven Spielberg has a film called Munich. You may have heard of it, and it is up for a British uh, Film Award, BAFTA Award. But because he mailed out his DVDs to reviewers with the wrong region code, it's probably not going to win anything because nobody could see it. Yeah, file this under DRM strikes again. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if it's worthy. I assume that it is, judging from the reviews it's gotten, but apparently no one will ever know. They printed the DVDs with region code 1 and then sent them to people in Europe, which is not region code 1. Oops. Yeah, brilliant. You know, it's just their own way of trying to control the market backfiring against themselves. Brilliant. Uh, In quick, back to a little bit of Mac news, a U.S.-based company project site, theplaceforitall.com, has essentially hacked together a Mac tablet. Yes, a Mac tablet. Complete with stylus and touch-sensitive screen. We stopped three people in their tracks with that. (gasps) Mac tablet! They build them one at a time, though, because they basically take an iBook, they pull off the screen, they remount it on top uh, so that you've got the keyboard on one side and the uh, screen on the other, and then they package it as stylus, and they make it a touch screen so that you can actually use the stylus on the screen. And let's be clear, they're selling it. It's called the iTablet, and they're selling it on eBay with but bids starting at $1,500. $1,500. That's not bad. I know. I mean, especially considering all the work that has. This isn't an assembly line product. These are lovingly handcrafted right. by, by engineers. <laughs> lovingly handcrafted with no future support. Well, yeah. They will not fix any broken iTablets. It will also ship to U.S. located buyers only. Yeah, but then you'd have an Apple tablet, wouldn't you? Yes. You'd be the first one on your block. <laughs> to sell one on eBay. <laughs> I think I'll wait for the real one. Don't you think they're going to get in trouble for using iTablet? Yeah. Don't you think that's already trademarked somewhere? You know what? They're probably already getting the cease and desist as we speak. I'm sure they are. Yes. As soon as that story hit the wires. They they know about it. They know about it. (laughs) And Mad Dog Steve Jobs is on the case. 
Now, uh, Levi's is going to make some eye jeans. I don't know how many people heard this, but it's, a, uh, it's an accessory for the iPod. And, of course, there's also the eye belt. Yeah, so be, a whole like, eye clothing we've line. We've moved away from the iPod being the accessory to your clothes. Now your clothes are the accessory to the iPod. So what's the deal with the eye jeans? Levi's Redwire DLX jean. It will have like some a special pocket. Wait, it's a pair of jeans that has a name like DLX? Yeah. Because they're techie. Uh, there's an iPod docking cradle built into the jeans, invisibly housed within and a where side is pocket. That? So that you, you don't see the iPod bump in your pocket. Because how embarrassing. So where do they put it to hide it? <laughs> That's just silly. I don't know. It doesn't exactly say where the pocket uh-huh. is. It's Hip a side controls. pocket. I think it's like on the side of oh, your okay. pants. Okay, so it's like a it's like cargo pants. And then there are controls in the jeans watch pocket, a joystick remote control, and a handy wire retractor. Does it have an FM tuner? <laughs> For no. fifty bucks. And there's the eye belt. I saw one walking around yesterday. Actually, yeah. have you seen this? It's like a white belt, and the nano just clips one, right yeah. into the front of it, and then you can play. And I admit. That looked a little tooly. Little trucker. It was a little much, yeah. The you know, if you go to your go to your color wear in place. and get your iPod colored in the style of a uh, belt buckle, <gasps> then you got something smart. Yeah, love it. All right, if anyone out there here or listening has seen or is planning to see the iJeans, I want pictures. A few more quick bits. Uh, instant messaging attacks on the rise. They rose in 2005. So when you're out there instant messaging, uh, be on the lookout for strange stuff. Again, it's like email viruses. If you're, if you're smart and you're careful, you don't click on any links that you don't know what they are, you'll be fine. Yes. But, but, Microsoft's uh, MSN to network experienced the largest number of IM security incidents. Speaking of Microsoft, uh, apparently with the surging Mac sales, Microsoft is actually making a lot of money off of surging Mac sales. Look at that. No wonder they announced that five-year agreement to yeah. keep doing app- or like office. Five years? How about ten? I know. Well, they said minimum. Don't get greedy. That weird well, lady at the keynote. She was huh? weird. Who are they going to copy from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's Good true. Good point. But, uh, yeah, so, so Microsoft uh, and, getting, and Apple getting along Aww. after all these years. Isn't that As sweet? Intel, Apple does their own office suite, and then Microsoft is in trouble. However, at the risk of, of sounding too sweet on Microsoft, they are taking longer to fix flaws in their products uh, than before. This is a posting on Slashdot. Apparently, the average uh, fix now takes 135 days. For critical to vulnerabilities. To fix a critical vulnerability in a Microsoft product. And 35 days. That's unbelievable. That's 25% longer than it used to be. It used to be an unacceptable 46 days, and now it is a mind-bogglingly unbelievable 135 days for fixes to critical flaws. Awesome. Moving on to email, we got an email from Tommy who asked us, does anyone know what the battery life is on the new MacBook Pro? He couldn't seem to find it anywhere, and it's not mentioned anywhere on the web. Oh, Uh, oh. and look, he says the name doesn't sound as good as PowerBook in my opinion. Mine too. That's because Molly's always right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Tom. The comments we found on battery life on the web, a Mac Dev Center was in the booth, and they unplugged the uh, the magnetic power thing, looked at the estimated battery life, and it said four hours. Okay. Ars Technica did the same thing, unplugged it, and it said three hours. Again, this is a pre-production model, so that was immediately what the Apple rep was like. Oh, this pre-production model, we're optimizing code, well, and, and uh, it will be Those battery meters are that. pretty notoriously unreliable. But you know what? The thing is, they didn't say, oh, we expect it to be 6 to 8. They still aren't saying what they well, think the, I, the battery Well, you know, this be. is the first question that I asked the Intel people when I was at CES. I did a product video on the Duo Mobile, the Duo Centrino Mobile technology. And my first question was, is a dual-core notebook going to last longer than about an hour and a half? 
And they swear it is because they're all about the performance per watt and making it super low power. Right. But no one, no one is giving any specifics, and no dual core notebooks are on the market yet. I would, I think we do well to be pretty cautious when well, we're thinking about watching DVDs on a dual core. According to PowerPage, the MacBook Pro's battery is sixty watt hours versus fifty on the uh, PowerBook G4, but the screen is forty percent brighter and the CPU is forty percent faster. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I predict, I'm sorry to report, in all the dual-core notebooks, at least at first, crappy battery life. All right, we got another email uh, helping Molly out with her choice between the Motorola Q and the Trio. Yes. Uh, this guy says that the main difference between the two phones is not the form factor, as Molly was saying on a previous podcast, Except it but is the for fact me, that I'm the Q the uses the smartphone platform while 700W uses the pocket PC phone platform. Yeah, this I didn't know, what but apparently that, that means the Q will not have... A stylus or a digitizer, and the navigation of functions and web browsing will be much more difficult and solely via, uh, via the directional pad. That is kind of a bummer, I have to admit, because Motorola not so good with the hardware navigation. Yeah, believe me, when I switched from the Nokia to a Razor, yep. it took me a long it's time to get awkward. used to it. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. Yeah, I don't know. That's He's, tough. The funny the thing is, he says. The is so big. You used Maybe to I'll be in love with the, with the Trio 700, though. Well, that's before I, got, I looked at it. <laughs> It's big. It is really big. It seems a lot bigger than the 650. Yeah. I'm waiting. I don't care. I'm waiting to see what the Motorola Q has to offer me. I'm waiting for the I- true so iPod pretty. phone. Yeah, that's, that's a long way out. The Swiss Army iPod. <laughs> all right. That's all we've got. Uh, if you want to uh, send us your comments, buzz at CNET.com is the email address. You can also post in our forums, forums.cnet.com. And when they finally let us back from trade shows at the end of Macworld, we'll be taking calls. Uh, And we won't be taking calls before then, but it's 1-800-616-CNET. Thanks, everybody. Adios. Bye. See you tomorrow.